All right, the divisions have been decided. Champions are about to be crowned and legends born like Taylor Heineke. But what about you? What's in it for you? I know. It's your time to win in the NFL playoffs. You've waited and watched all year. Maybe your team had a good season. Maybe your team had a bad season. How about you have a winning season in January? My bookie, the industry's leading online sports book and casino, and it's not hard to understand why. Thousands of lines to bet on your favorite sports. NFL, NBA, college basketball, check, check, check. MMA, soccer, check, check. They've got all the latest odds, period. Take advantage of MyBookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, basket, touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile-friendly website today and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Just use promo code ZABE when you make your first deposit. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. The best part is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. Whether you're at home or on the go, your laptop or on the phone, it's not too late to make your New Year's resolution a resolution to get paid on the games you knew were going to end up the way they did. Bet, win, and get paid at MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, pour one out for old CNN Airport news. After 30 years, what are we going to watch now at Gate 7B? What in the damn hell is going on in Houston? I've got the former TV sports anchor turned heart valve salesman to the stars, Scotty Shirey from H-Town for that. Kyrie Irving is a cancer. The Masters will have fans and a Bitcoin password story that will make your hair stand on end. Your 45-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up, man. Let's go. Here we go. Wednesday, January 13, 2020. Thank you for downloading. Pour one out for the CNN Airport Network. Finally, it's going away after 30 years in business. I didn't know until just recently that CNN paid to have their network on airport waiting lounges, uh, gate lounges, until just recently. I was like, oh, really? I was just pretty much ignored it, but the CNN Airport Network, which basically runs CNN, although I'm not sure if they ran, let me amend that, I guess it was a special stream of programming designed just for airports. The network was launched 30 years ago, a little close-up shop on March 31st. Jeff Zucker, CNN boss, said that because of a steep decline in usage due to COVID-19, as well as the fact that more travelers now get news from smartphones, that the network had outlived its usefulness. Having to say goodbye to such a beloved brand is not easy. I'm sure most of us have a story to tell about which airport we were at when we first learned of a major news event. Yeah, but here's the thing. Do they even cover major news events right now? I think the bigger thing for CNN is going to be, holy shit, what are you going to do when Trump is finally gone? I would love to know what percentage of their daily airtime CNN devoted to Trump and Trump-related stuff in the last four years. And it'll be funny to watch going forward how much they spend as well. They'll find ways, of course, to cover Trump. He's the catnip they cannot resist. But launched in 1992, the network has aired in 58 airports across the U.S. and it includes 24-7 news programming from CNN and Headline News as well as entertainment programming from sister channels such as Cartoon Network, TBS, 
and HBO. Question, what should replace? What would be a good unifying network to replace CNN's airport network that we can all sit down waiting for our plane to come and watch it and go, all right, you know what? This is not making me angry. This is not dividing our country. What can we all come together on? Maybe old reruns of Fixer Upper with Chip and Joanna Gaines. Maybe the new stars of HGTV, that impossibly cute couple from Mississippi, hometown. What do you think? Pool Kings, something like that. What do we got? I want to hear. We need a replacement network that can bring the troubled country together at times like this. Couple of emails, you can send them to me at zabe at yahoo.com. Then we'll talk to my man, Scotty Shirey in Houston, former newsman, newsman, former sports anchor, turned heart valve salesman to the stars, <laughs> and one of my golf goombas. Uh, before we get to him talking about sports and whatnot, couple of emails. This one from Ryan in Brisbane, Australia. Zabe, you mentioned you didn't know that it was possible not to attempt an extra point. Well, they changed that after the Minneapolis Miracle, where if you score with zeros on the clock, you don't have to attempt to try. You might remember after that touchdown, everyone was everyone was celebrating. And the Saints had even gone to the locker room, and the refs had to get them out five minutes later just for the Vikes to take a knee and officially end the game. Some of us had the Vikings minus five and a half, and because they didn't attempt that extra point, the final score was 29-24. And was right on five. Kind regards, Ryan in Brisbane, Australia. I should know that. Thank you, Ryan. A Yankee-born, American, blue-blooded, football-loving sports fan and a paid professional should have known that. Now I know. I won't make that mistake again. Many of you emailed in to say, how dare John Rona say yesterday that Golden Earring was a one-hit wonder with uh, When the Bullet Hits the Bone or uh, whatever that song is. Uh, there was a second golden earring song uh radar love which was another huge hit so they were at least a two hit wonder not a one hit wonder and john ronis has taken full responsibility for that gaffe just like mr x took responsibility for the bad stat about tampa not having beaten just one team with a winning record they beat the packers then david murphy says steed i ran into roots the root sales guy for frito-lay at the woodman's today in menominee falls wisconsin i asked him about queso blanco he said they haven't been able to get it for quite a while they just got the yellow salsa con queso in for the first time in a while so it's not just a dmv issue it is nationwide thanks for a great week on the game and on the zabecasts yes we have a nationwide queso crisis. Queso crisis. See, why isn't that on CNN right now? I think we can all say that it's a bigger crisis. Not who's on Twitter, who's not on Twitter, but when the fuck is our cheese going to get here? I did see it at um, uh, Costco on Sunday. They had the big double pack of tall boy yellow queso. Is there a difference between the yellow queso and queso blanco, or is it food dye? Does it taste different? Is it made of different stuff? I think, generally speaking, moms tend to believe that queso blanco is a slight bit healthier. That anything that looks nuclear orange, ugh, engineered crap. Guess what? Even the queso blanco, engineered crap. Not good for you. I got my new boots covered in red dirt. I don't mess with Texas t shirt and a Lone Star postcard postmarked missing you. 
How come I have not heard this song before? How come it took me looking for Houston songs to find out about Luke Combs? Houston, we got a problem. How come I don't listen to more Luke Combs, for God's sakes? This guy can belt it out. All right, speaking of Houston, time to talk to the heart valve salesman to the stars, former television anchor in Little Rock, Arkansas, Scotty Shirey. Good morning, Scott. Good afternoon. How are you? Good morning. I don't even know what day it is. I'm playing Luke Combs. Combs. I'm good. How are you? It's not Little Rock, but that's like, I'm not going to like you up too much. I wish it was Little Rock. I'd have gotten paid better. <laughs> Whatever. Are you, are you a Luke, are you a Luke Combs fan? Luke Combs fan? A Luke Combs fan? No, I'm not. You know, oddly enough, I'm, I'm You're not, not country. much for country music. I'm not much for country music. I, I wish I was because I would fit in better. Um, Living in Texas for the last 20 years, I'm almost ashamed to admit this. I do not know how to two-step, and it is a blind spot as a Texan. In fact, I may lose my card if I don't learn how to two-step here pretty soon. All right. Uh, good to talk to you, buddy. How you doing down there? Yeah. Things are crazy with the Texans right now and Deshaun Watson, so I want to get into that with you. If I yeah. may, if I may first, yeah. could you just take whatever headphones you have out? And smash the phone up to your face and talk to me like a heathen. Because, done and done. Yeah. Done and done. There it, we go. It's amazing, Scotty, how shitty the technology yeah. is. By the way, welcome to iPhone land. Your first iPhone? No, it's not my first one. I was an iPhone user years ago, but uh, switched over to Android when I got tired of uh, Apple nickel and diamond me to death. And uh, when I got into my fitness routines, I realized that the fitness monitors that, that are available for Android are not very good. And the Apple Watch is top-notch when it comes to my tracking so oh look at you fitness boy very nice well you know you know as you turn 47 things start to ache and and sag more so i need to fix some of that they sure do so <laughs> let's start with the joyous news yeah. of the day the masters is going yeah. to allow some patrons limited yes, number of course they wouldn't say how many <laughs> My, well, I'm waiting for my email. I keep refreshing my email because, you know, I'm in the lottery of it every year. And if they haven't reached out to me yet, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed. I figured, you know, that I might be at the top of the list. But uh, apparently, uh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, dude, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled every, by this. We'll take every inch we can get. Should it be yep. anybody and everybody who wants to go? Of course it should. But we're not no. there yet, so at least they're going to let some fans in. And I saw where that braying Yenta, Christine Brennan, took literally <laughs> 2.6 seconds to get a column out about this shows the pandemic rages on and that the Masters is serious about it. I'm like, fuck you to the moon. <laughs> I've had enough of her. Uh, but anyway. You know, it- well, again, we could we could spend all day long discussing the certain um, media Rossi that have have mounted this horse. Oh and are, yeah, and are just going to keep and are just going to keep riding it. Um, you know, team virus. This will be one of those team things virus. that goes on they, for a year. They just they just don't want to give it up. They I think it is they love being scolds and they love putting themselves up on what they think is a higher perch than the rabble. Sure. Oh, sure. these sports aren't important. Hey. Christine, sports built your mansion in D.C. 
Don't kid yeah. yourself. You're no better you know, than anyone else. It, it's interesting because you touched on it a few times. We're dealing with some real self-loathing people, and there's some deeper psychological issues. Uh, as a man with a, with a double minor in psychology, I might add, we're really? dealing with some – oh, absolutely, yeah. We're dealing with some very deep self-loathing situations with a lot of these folks. Sports writers as a whole has been my experience. If they were not athletes, a lot of time they're very bitter towards athletes and athletics as a whole. Right. And, yeah, so I think I think we're seeing a little bit of that with this virus. And this is their chance to kind of pop their collar a little bit and and really throw some, throw some shade at um, – at the very things they do for a living. But, yeah. you know, they're going to vent. We're going to win because eventually the virus will start to settle in. We'll settle in with whatever new normal we have. And we're going to ball games. And we're going to uh, we're going to the golf course. And that's all that matters yeah. in April is that we get some kind of little roar every now and again. Yeah, that's all. I mean, I, I, I don't know how you liked the Masters this fall. I personally hated it. I hated just about. We every talked about it. it. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I mean, again, I love the golf course. I love the visuals. I, I love watching these guys on Sunday because it's such an interesting thing. But I, I felt, I felt something was really, really missing, especially with DJ, uh, as emotional as he was at the end of that. At the end of that round, uh, that win meant a lot to him. I think him being a fan favorite the way that he is, it um, it took away from the win, to say the least. I don't, it I took away from the tournament. I don't remember a single shot from the event, and it was just a couple months ago. Wow. Do okay. You? Well, that's the no, – uh, not off the top of my head, but my memory is Yeah, that's is, the, is that's the more point, more, Shirey. So. <laughs> if it's not on the top of your bald head, it means you didn't remember anything, I didn't remember anything. Anyway, uh, you you love ahead. you love baseball and the Astros, and I did see where Major yeah. League Baseball said in the last twenty four hours we're starting spring training on time. We plan yeah. to play a full one sixty two, and they also right. said they have no plans of mandating negative tests or vaccines for fans. Yep. Now, of course, that is going to be contingent on the localities actually allowing fans to get in, but at least baseball is on hashtag team reality and they realize we can't afford to turn anyone away that wants to come to the game. To be honest with you, I think that if we really want to be honest and and not, I won't say cynical, but just realistic, they can't go another season, even, even at, at three fourths of the speed, they've got to be full speed, get as many people as they can in these stands because as you very well know, baseball is a localized revenue generator. Yes, they have revenue sharing and whatnot, but it's the nuance, it's the little things, it's the it's the stadium atmosphere and, and the economics that drive a lot of those things. And these guys have got to get back in the ballpark with fans. I, we, we talked to our ticket guy uh, a couple months ago, and I mean, he re- they reached out. They said, your, your tickets are confirmed, actually. They're free this year, obviously. <laughs> how much rolled over? So how much? How much? Nice. How many? Well, your season tickets for the Astros are how many? Yes, uh, we well we 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 scaled down to the twenty eight, so we didn't do a full season just because of the way my work schedule goes. And I think for for two seats, um, eleven rows up on the third base line, I think it was thirty eight hundred. Okay, so you're on board Not for twenty eight games. 28 games. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're excited to get back to the ballpark whenever they Real. let you. When do you think they yeah. will let you? Because Texas is far more open than most places. Texas is. I don't know Houston's what Harris not, County though. and Houston. Yeah, yeah, Houston, we have. And again, I'm not going to. We don't have to get deep into the weeds on the local level. I don't want to bore people on a national scale. But it's. She's. A lot of her decisions are being driven by national agenda. 
Uh, Lena Hidalgo is our county judge. And just so that people kind of understand, county judge is sort of like county mayor. So imagine Houston as Houston City and then Harris County, which is all of of all of Houston okay. and a few minor suburbs in and around. She's the mayor of the entire of Harris County, and she's the one that's been sort of driving a lot of the closures, what few closures we had early on, um, and, have, and has really sort of stirred the pot recently with the we can't have a lot of things. Houston did have a resurge of cases after the after the holidays. That's not surprising. Our hospitals got a little bit um, a little bit more full. We're not we're not pushing too much there's some there's a few hospitals that are more loaded than others Mm -hmm. um but we still we still have we still have room but she'll probably be front and center uh in those conversations and then mr crane being mr crane who is a master negotiator will pretty much go in and say this is how it's going to (laughs) be and if you don't do this i'm fairly certain he'll put some pressure on her another way so he's he's politically savvy He'll tell you in a heartbeat. He voted for Barack Obama, but he absolutely um, had no problem with with uh, with other members of other parties as well. So right. he's a very shrewd guy. Well, so, I yeah. think I think Scott, I think that these uh, owners are finally realizing there's not going to be a single all clear sign where they'll go from zero fans to full capacity. That it's going to be a sliding scale process, mm-hmm. and the sooner they start, the better. Because you got to start with ten percent and twenty percent. These these localities aren't going to let you go from zero to a hundred. So you got to go through the steps. So why wait to go through the steps? I said all along they should have been pushing for fans all last year at least some yeah. amount to open up the spigot to get the water flowing. I think they're finally realizing that. Well, I, I, absolutely, and I think as you've seen, you've gone in with the you know with the temperature scans going into certain places. You do the temperature scan; they make you go through the checklist. Now that the fact that, and you mentioned this the other day, there are no physical tickets at the baseball game anymore. All of the, all of them are now using this ballpark app for your ticketing. So I would assume, and maybe I'm wrong, but I know in my hospitals before I walk in, I have to go through a checklist in an app on my phone saying I have no COVID symptoms and signing off saying I have done. They scan my forehead. I walk into the of the hospital with an armband. I think that'll be how they do ballparks. I think it works brilliantly that way. Really, though, and so far yeah, in oh, large yeah. scale, oh, what good is just I, ticking I, off on I an app think, that? Oh no, 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 no. Let well, me I mean, to be fair, you obviously you can lie, but the thing of that I understand with COVID is, you know, the fever pops relatively early. You can obviously have asymptomatic, and we are not going down that pathway because you and I are on the same boat with the whole asymptomatic transmission. However. You pop a fever fairly early in it, so I would believe that not you can always. do temperature scans and ask these. But True. Always. Well, again, there there are no absolutes in viruses, Steve. You know that there know. are no absolutes. I'm convinced but, I had it because yeah. I lost my sense of smell. I was going to ask you about that. Well, so, okay, so I got I a rapid so I got a rapid test and it said yeah. negative, but that yeah. doesn't mean anything because I could have had it and cleared it in the last seven days. I've been sick for 11, 12 days. You know? Well, when you said that you lost you lost your sense of smell, um, yes. I mean, you've talked with enough of our colleagues that I, mean, I, I can't recall having ever lost my sense of smell the way that it's being described to me no. when even, I've had the flu or a cold. Exactly. Even when I've had the, the cold or the flu, you're stuffed right. up, your head's exactly. full of snot, but you can still smell it. You know how I found out my first sign that I couldn't smell anything? I was Dutch. Oh I was Dutch ovening myself in bed one morning. <laughs> <laughs> Where normally <laughs> so wrong, like a fucking ten year old. Yeah, no. I was like, 
And then I then I lifted up the covers and I wafted to see who what's the I'm like, ooh, what's the blend this morning? Pungent. And I and I waft and I waft and I go, I don't smell anything. My Uh-oh. wife even jammed a little vial of peppermint from the spice rack under my oh, yeah. nose. She goes, What about this? And I go, nothing. She goes, Oh boy, yeah, you lost your smell. Never quite lost my taste, except for briefly right. one day. I was like, man, I don't think I've got the same degree of taste. It's all coming back now. I'm happy to report I can now smell my farts at least 50%. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Anyway, so back to baseball. So baseball baseball is pressing ahead. Good for them. By the way, what kind of year are the Astros going to have? Man, I do not know because we're we're in the we're in the thick of this free agency right now. Obviously, I, I think we talked about Springer the last time I was on. I, I think it is down to the to the Mets and the Blue Jays at this point. Um, the dollar amounts I'm hearing, it's 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 going to be he may be the big winner um, in the free agency sweepstakes, and I don't think the Astros are going to match that. And there, there's a myriad of different reasons. One of which is Carlos Correa is coming up on his last year this year. And they're going to want to extend him. They're going to have to cut him a massive check. And if you're going to weigh, and I believe me, no one is a bigger George Springer fan than me. If you're going to weigh the options of Springer versus Correa, I think there's more upside and youth with Correa. Plus at that position and shortstop, that is a integral position on a myriad of different reasons. So I think that's where they're going to be pushing their chips in. I'm reading today that there might be a trade for Andrew been attendee uh, out of the Red Sox because their outfield seems to be a little stock. And that's where we're, we're, we're hurting is we lose Springer. We've, we'll lose Brantley. That leaves us just our guy Tucker, who's, you know, relatively young guy and nobody else. They're not going to sign. Um, oh gosh. Uh, Josh Reddick, obviously he's a little long in the tooth and I don't think he's coming back. He's gone. So we've got to figure out our outfield. Right. Our infield is rock solid. Right. I think our pitching staff is going to be a, an interesting question because we saw some really neat guys coming out in the postseason. That, that I think with the loss of JV, obviously for the year with, with him having Tommy John, where do you fill the holes? There's some guys that I think could step in and I don't know that we win the division. I'd All love right. to say that we will. I don't know that we will, but, you know, it's a it's a long season and everything comes into play. All right. That said, nobody needs to hear yes. your deep deep dive analysis of <laughs> the Astros. I wanted a quicker version of that. I, I really Next want you. I, I really want you. I really want you to bebop and scat over the additional revelations of cheating elsewhere in Major League Baseball <laughs> and tell other fans, hey, keep that same energy when it came to you guys getting mad at us for cheating. What was the Again, latest story that as- came out? The Angels clubby yeah. who said pitchers were scuffing baseballs yeah no what it well yeah the one that i'm reading is is the guy brian harkins that was the angels clubhouse attendant that apparently was the guru of goop of creating <laughs> this tacky substance that was a very special blend that would uh that these pitchers were requesting and he was the visiting team's attending clubhouse was so it undetectable by the umpires well, here's the thing. It's, it's, it depends on who you ask. All of these things are apparently accepted ways of cheating, which blows my mind because, Steve, as it was explained to me during the entire Astro scandal, uh, cheating is just cheating. It doesn't matter the nuance. Well, apparently it does matter the nuance. Everybody's used sticky substances for years. But anyway, so yeah, so this guy's name and names. And the two first names that popped up, of course, were, were Garrett, Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. But then you scroll down and see the other names are on that list. I'm like, well, wait a minute. There's, 
there's some all there's some all world guys in there. Uh, you know, Max Scherzer's in there, Felix Hernandez, Corey Kluber. <laughs> I mean, Adam Wainwright. We've got some guys that are that are laying that, you know laid out in this suit. So I, I I think it'll be interesting to see. The guy got fired by the by the Angels, and we'll see how all this breaks down. I'm still waiting on the Yankees clubhouse letter, or not the clubhouse, but the the letter that the judge is sitting on that right. apparently is is really um, the Yankees are fighting for the Yankees cheating. The Yankees tooth are fighting. The Yankees are fighting tooth and nail to keep that from coming out. And 100%. so far, so far they've prevailed, but you know things want to get out eventually. That's the problem. Well, they want to get out I, eventually. I, again, you know my take on that. Um, you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> You're all for I, it. You're like fuck I'm, those Yankees. <laughs> well, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, because Yankee fans are the absolute worst when it comes to well that Dodger fans. The Dodger fans go ahead and Ooh. you know, Mister X Ooh. and I have joked about this as well. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, look, they signed the cheating Red Sox players, and of course we can go back and forth about Joe all day long. But yeah. but yeah, the Yankees finally got their title. I'm I'm thrilled for them. You know, it'll come down in about ten or fifteen years when. When Ken Burns does his baseball documentary on the, the cheating of the late, you know, twenty teens, and it'll come out that probably half the teams were were doing something creative with regards to signals. But do you, we'll see. Do you, as a sports fan, ever wonder how anyone can be an NBA fan given the fucking bullshit with Kyrie Irving going on right now? I, I mean, the depths you know, of this yeah. is mind-boggling. He says he just yeah. doesn't feel like playing. He's been videoed at parties maskless the league is now instituting these new draconian rules on covid to keep the season from flying apart teammates are pissed off uh richard jefferson said how dare Kyrie with teammates like carl anthony towns how can he look him in the Mm -hmm. eye given that he lost his mom to covid and he's out there just Mm -hmm. partying being a jackass i mean this is a star player in the nba and yeah. and the league has to somehow kind of like okay just never mind that guy what an asshole. It, well, I, I think the NBA is wrestling with a lot of different things. Um, they, like most professional sports, are trying to balance a lot of things that have nothing to do with sports. And right. I think I, I think that's one of the issues. Is is it, there's you're managing personalities. You've always had to do that with the NBA, but now you're managing the personalities and their newfound ability and exposure their voice to and their platform to voice their, things. Their, the fact that they can do an end run around the actual league and be popular yeah. on social media circles for saying yeah. the right things and it's like hey at the end of the day don't you think you should play basketball Kyrie for the 30 million dollars you're getting paid it's fucking outrageous it's crazy to me it's crazy to me it, it is, and it's it's unfortunate because we, as mere mortals who who you know have limited athletic ability at best, see these guys and we marvel at their athleticism, and 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 since children watching these guys be amazing athletes and go, man, if I could just have that much, and then we see them rise to these great levels, and I I don't object to to these guys having a voice. That's fine with that. What no, I do but at the end of the day, you, yeah, you, I don't at, like petulance. At the end of the day, you got to show up and fucking work for that thirty yeah. million dollars for God's exactly, sake. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and you know and that with point, you know that with Harden in yeah. Houston. Like I didn't oh, think God. anyone could be more of a dipshit guy you can't root for than Harden until Kyrie Irving said, "Excuse me, hold, hold my, my beer." beer. <laughs> exactly, hold my beer. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> By the way, uh, John Wall, he uh, – How's John Wall doing down there in Houston? He's doing – you know what's interesting? He's, he did all right at the beginning. I mean, the, the team is kind of in disarray, quite frankly. I mean, they, their ball handling skills match that of my ex-wife. But, I mean, other than that <laughs> – Oh, <laughs> shots fired! Sorry, Mr. – Sorry, sorry, Mrs. David. Sorry, sorry about that. Little, little locker room talk here. Sorry, <laughs> but I mean, he's the fans seem to like is, him. Is Harden is Harden behaving? Is he playing? I, literally, you know I don't funny? follow so the I'm NBA reading, right now. I'm, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm reading. I was reading the, the Chronicle today a little bit about it. They shifted the offense a little bit away from James Harden because so I think they're just dealing with him. Okay, and they're sort of shifting. They're shifting the offense away from him a little bit now. They're I think they're three and five. So I don't know if it's working, but. No, I hear you know, John. It, I hear John Wall has not been terrible, and of no, course Westbrook. He's, he's, yeah. Westbrook here in D.C. has been racking up triple doubles when he's played. He's been on load management, and now he's he broke his hand or something. He broke an elbow. Oh, so, yeah, he's got some injuries out for a while. So, and the team is two and eight. So whatever. I'm not even worried about it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so there's so there's the drama on the NBA front. The drama yeah. with the Texans is yeah. absolutely reached a crescendo because Deshaun Watson wants out. They didn't interview uh, Eric Bieniemy, who I guess uh, Twitter thinks should get a job no matter what because he's hot and yeah. he's black. Now they're going to bring Bieniemy <laughs> in for an interview for the job, right? but uh, it might be too little too late, and it looks like Deshaun's trying to force a trade. Fun times. It's Here's the thing. So you've got the, in the pinnacle of, of Houston sports right now, it's obviously J.J. Watt is is the, the alpha in the entire situation. But Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is, is close. Deshaun's a 1B. Yeah. Deshaun's a 1B. Right. Let's be honest. He's a, he's a 1B. To, to, you know, for him to be that integrated into the community. And, and let's be honest. I mean, when, when Mr. McNair died, when Bob McNair died, this franchise went to his kids. I would like for you as the sports genius to tell me, what NFL franchise, when their primary owner died and left it to his kids, didn't go to shit relatively quickly? <laughs> I can't think of much of any. Maybe I mean I'm a Steelers well, yeah. fan, so well, I think the Steelers, the, Yankees. the Steelers have kind of done the that. Steelers, the Yankees, there you the go. The Yankees, of course, yeah. didn't didn't one of the uh, Rooneys want out? Like not all the Rooney oh, yeah. kids are involved. Like some of them are like, yeah, yeah just not interested in do this. Yeah, which to me buy is buy me out so I can go buy my my, my island down in, uh, in Aruba. And <laughs> right. Let me do that. So yeah, so so there's there's a lot of drama with all that. The newest thing that came out today was Andre Johnson. Now Andre Johnson has every statistical record I think for a receiver in Houston. He's I mean he's in our ring of honor. He's in the whole nine yards. Instead of backing the Texans, he's backing Deshaun, saying basically that that he thinks you know. Deshaun should should stand his ground, um, and, and the Texans what? organization is known for wasting players' careers. Stand his ground and what? And, demand a trade? De, uh, stand his ground and demand that they listen to him and and just take his. I mean, it, it's not a demanding that much of a trade at this point. It's I think he wants to be enemy hired. I really think well, that's what he. Then here's his what I do. He wants to, here's what I do. So, I'd I'd, get, yeah. I'd hold a press conference. I tell Deshaun, your podium. Who are you hiring? I'd put it on him. And that way, if it goes badly, it's on him. It's on him. And you can go, this is why we don't let players be GMs, because they're not good uh, GMs. I mean, there's bad GMs and everything. Here's what's crazy from afar, okay? Yeah. The Texans yeah. are a good coaching hire, a free agent, and a good first-round pick, which they don't have, but a good second-round pick. Do they have a second-round pick, by the way? 
yes, I think they do have a second round pick this okay. year. Okay, they're 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 yeah. they're a couple good draft picks and a free agent if they've got the money for it away from being a playoff team and a good coach. You can make a fucking ham sandwich with Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt. You just got to calm the fuck down and go back to work and figure it out from here. That's my view from afar. But I know listening to all the, you know, Houston followers of mine on Twitter, it's the sky is falling. This team is a dumpster fire. <laughs> They'll never be good. I'm like, do you not know the NFL's hard to be good at? Uh, you know, I, I think that the, I think the city's still suffering a little bit watching the Titans be as successful as they have been the last oh, few years. I still okay. I still think there's some some soreness and wounds there, and uh, you know, they're <laughs> this team get when it was exceptionally good, winning ten and eleven and, and, and twelve games a year. They're getting into the playoffs and they're going nowhere. I know, and I think it's, it's frustrating. It, it grinds on it. people. So I get it. What we're but the whole thing about I mean, Houston yeah. wastes careers. Motherfucker, lots of teams waste careers. Oh, this well, is not. Well, this is the. the fold. I mean, this is the new a... mindset of the athlete. I'm entitled to yeah. a championship. I'm entitled to success as a team sport. You're entitled to shit, as Tony Soprano yeah. once told Carmela over dinner. You're entitled to make millions of dollars and be adored by millions, and that's all you're really entitled to. The winning and losing is hard to come by. And don't sign Indeed. contracts with franchises like you did to Sean, and then turn on them in a year. Fuck you. Right. All right. The divisions have been decided. Champions are about to be crowned and legends born like Taylor Heineke. But what about you? What's in it for you? I know it's your time to win in the NFL playoffs. You've waited and watched all year. Maybe your team had a good season. Maybe your team had a bad season. How about you have a winning season in January? My bookie, the industry's leading online sports book and casino. And it's not Hard to understand why. Thousands of lines to bet on your favorite sports. NFL, NBA, college basketball. Check, check, check. MMA, soccer. Check, check. They've got all the latest odds, period. Take advantage of my bookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, basket, touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile-friendly website today and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Just use promo code ZABE when you make your first deposit. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. The best part is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. Whether you're at home or on the go, your laptop or on the phone, it's not too late to make your New Year's resolution a resolution to get paid on the games you knew were going to end up the way they did. Bet, win, and get paid at my bookie. <laughs> there, that ends that. Let me ask you about your Steelers done on the way done. out the door. Done and Moving done. <laughs> you are a Steeler fan by pedigree yeah. and birth. Go yes. ahead. Yes. Tee off. Well, it would have it would have been nice at the initial snap if our center hadn't decided that uh, Ben was fucking Shaquille O'Neal and threw it three feet over his head. But I mean, hey, you know. Yeah, but there football. was a lot of football left after that. You well, still suck. Here's the You've thing. sucked Look, for a you, month. You, you know, well, yeah, and again, I could make excuses all day long um, on the defensive front. I think I said this last year. I think Ben's good for about half a season. And then he's just he runs out of gas. And he, and he had it, I, I, and now he's shot. So you got to be in the QB one business now, which is hard to do. Yeah. And hey, I hear you guys have got one. Can we no, have yours? No, we don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have one. And, and and this new generation, Ryan Clark. 
put him on blast. Chase Claypool with his don't worry, you're going to get oh, clapped next week comment. He's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck does that mean? And mm-hmm. Juju with all the dancing yep. and all the TikToking. Yep. This new breed, yep. you know, you flushed out Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant and Le'Veon yeah. Bell. And there's like a new there's a new crop of of dum dums that have come in behind that don't understand you know? winning. It's fascinating that you say that. So they get rid of Brown because he's, you know, using social media in the locker room and they get rid of a lot of other guys, Martavius Bryant because of the weed and everything else. And and then they replace him with really talented wide receivers that go back on social media and, oh, wait a minute, it's the same problem. I wonder how there's a way to solve that problem, Steve. I'm just thinking out off the top of my head. When there's a systemic problem within an organization, typically what needs to be done oh, to boy. fix that? Oh, oh, I know. Mike Tomlin. It's obviously, obviously Captain Obvious, who's obviously in over his obvious head <laughs> as a head coach of the Steeler, and obviously maybe we need to obviously look at an obviously another choice at this point to the get standard, this right. The standard is the standard. That's what Tomlin yeah. says. Thank you, all yeah. reps, Junior. All right. Yeah. Scotty, you're the man, buddy. Good to talk to you. Stay straight down there in Houston. We'll see you soon, all right? Yes, sir. Take care. Be safe. You bye-bye. You should have seen a midnight rodeo The way that saloon doors swing When they lined ass to Copperhead Road Somebody aired out here that'll make you feel The way all them cowboys do All right, we'll wrap up on a variety of pandemic and political stories, my God, they are coming fast and furious. Are you aware of what's going on in Uganda? No, I don't follow Uganda. Ah, well, you've come to the right podcast. Somehow, Twitter has made Uganda look better than the U.S. In a statement lacking total and utter self-awareness, Twitter's public policy account tweeted, against the Ugandan government shutting down Twitter and Facebook in Uganda during their election. They tweeted, access to information and freedom of expression, including the public conversation on Twitter, is never more important than during democratic processes, particularly elections. Hashtag Uganda Decides 2021. Hashtag Keep It On. Somebody said in response, hey, it's a private country. Twitter and Facebook can go start their own Uganda if they don't like it. (laughs) You know, other world leaders are stepping up right now to, if not condemn, voice grave concern over what Twitter and Facebook has done shutting down President Trump. That includes no real friend of Trump, Angela Merkel, in Germany, And Poland, which knows a thing or two about, you know, tank treads leaving scars down its back. They said Poland will always uphold democratic values, including freedom of speech. The owners of social networks cannot act above the law. Therefore, we we will do our best to define the framework for the functioning of Facebook, Twitter, and other similar platforms. The Mexican president has spoken out against the sanctioning of Trump. The Mexican president. Did we, did we lose a war? That's not America. That's not even Mexico. And several French foreign ministers. These other, country, these other countries realize, oh shit. These tech platforms are so 
powerful and so big and we have no check on them, they could start sticking their fingers in our elections tomorrow if they wanted to. Why they're just waking up to this now, I have no idea. But I guess it's because they just assumed or thought that, for the most part, Twitter, Facebook, etc., would be benign actors when it came to the political realm. I think the tech oligarchs in America have walked into a trap. Actually, they ran into a trap in a panic of moral certitude. And the problem for them is they will not be able to unring this bell. What they have done is they've let everybody know just how unsafe their platforms are and that there is no going back at this point. You can't just say, okay, all right, let's undo it. All right, no, no, we're good. We're not going to get involved here. This has scared the living shit out of many people. And many have left already, immediately. Others have begun planning their retreat. Competitors are now lining up to be the next version of them. And surely politicians will get involved. None of this will be good for the business that currently exists for Twitter and Facebook and others. I would love to get rid of Twitter, but it's a tool that I use in a way that is useful to me. And there are accounts that bring me untold joy, like Club Pro Guy and Super 70s Sports. And there's some German Twitter feed that has nothing but animal videos. And it's adorable. But at some point, if it gets too dangerous... If someone starts trying to parse who you follow, who you like, et cetera, et cetera, and then determine you to be unfit for society as the great thought purge continues, well, then Twitter will become too dangerous to have. You know, it's funny. I get pressure a lot from radio companies and everyone up the food chain. Could you tweet this out? Could you do more on social media for us? And it's always such bullshit because you want to tell the bosses that, you know, you work for these companies, hey, I built my social media following in part because I've been on other platforms. I've been a national host and, you know, but I do a podcast. People learn about me there and I've built this. I have all the risk involved if I tweet one wrong thing and you don't compensate me at all for whatever Twitter or social media audience I have. And yet you're now saying, you know, you're not, you're not tweeting enough during games. I I heard that from one entity. They want to see a tweet more during games. And I'm like, some games I don't want to fucking tweet, you know, I get it, but it's, it's like, you got to show off like, Hey, I'm watching the game. Everybody. Look, I have an opinion on that. I'm watching. Does it really translate into more people listening come Monday morning? I would argue that at best it's a wash, if not possibly a negative, in that if I tweet out a lot of stuff during a Packer game or a Redskin game or whatever, that people will say, well, I don't, why do I need to listen to Zavin? I've already got his opinions. He hated the going for it on fourth and what? Uh, he didn't like the fact that they kicked a field goal, and he thinks so-and-so is not a you know RB1. I got it. I'm going to listen to music or some other podcast. I got his takes. You could argue that it hurts listenership more than it helps. I don't know, though. Nobody knows. That's the thing. 
But the more that Facebook and Twitter become dangerous places because the walls of acceptable thought and ideology close in, then the more people are going to flee those things. I'm no longer on Facebook, haven't been for years, and I'm super happy about that. Twitter is a different story. Like I said, there's still too much that brings me joy and happiness and usefulness in terms of aggregating stories and whatnot. But at some point, if it gets too dicey, I'm out. The best tweet about it I saw was, Facebook and Twitter are perfect examples of socialism. You get it for free. You have no say in how it works. The guy who runs it is rich. They control your access to information. You've got no privacy. And if you say anything they don't like, they shut you up. Man, they have walked into a huge trap. Huge mess. And it's a bell that has ding been rung. And you can't unring the bell. Good luck. And may, may God keep Uganda and its fine citizens in their thoughts and prayers during these challenging times. On the mask front, mask mania. Headline, one mask is good. Would two masks be better? <laughs> Why, yes, they'd be doubly better goodness. Health experts double down on their advice for slowing the spread of coronavirus. Yes, we're now in a double mask world because nowhere in any circumstance can any causational dip in cases be linked to masks. None. Two masks is now the order of the day. In California, L.A. County has had nine months of masks inside eight months of masks outside, and they've been so ineffective, they're now asking anyone who goes out in public to then wear masks inside their own homes when they return. Does it sound like we need more cowbell? What do we need? More cowbell. But we've got enough cowbell. Nope, we need more cowbell. Bruce Willis was spotted in a pharmacy maskless and asked to leave. Then there's this ugly video of a woman chastising a child about not wearing a mask in a store. Fuck you, freaking bitch! You self-absorbed piece of shit! I'm just a kid. And your mother should be teaching you better. She does teach me well. And my son is a bad father because people can't wear a goddamn mask. You are so insecure. Wow. I'm just a kid. And she screams. And your mother should be teaching you better. She does teach me well. She does teach me well. My son was without a father because your kid won't wear a mask. And listen to that hysterical anger in that woman's voice. My God. And you want something really sick? LA Times story. Children apologize to their dying parents and grandparents on their deathbeds for giving them COVID. No, no, no. This is not how it works, people. Virus, gonna virus. Can't stop, won't stop. Never have stopped a virus that is airborne, respiratory, like this. 
children apologize to their dying parents. Stop. Do not do this. Do not put this in their heads. On the vaccine front, Florida continues to lead the way. They have put over 50% of their vaccinations into people 65 and older. That's the way to do it because that's the most vulnerable cohort. That's not true elsewhere as upwards of 80% of the vaccines in other states have gone to people under 65. You're doing it the wrong way. Of course, the CDC now has said it recommends everyone 65 or older should have immediate access to the vaccine. That's good, but a little bit late. I thought the CDC should have been leading on this. Medical providers in New York State had to throw away some of their precious vaccines because they were worried about the draconian fines from Andrew Cuomo about giving it to the wrong people. Too many rules. Guess what? Cuomo now says, okay, Everybody 65 or older can get it, even if you're not a firefighter, cop, teacher, doctor, nurse, etc. Good, but it's a little bit late. Now they're going to use stadiums in Disneyland for vaccine sites. City Field, Yankee Stadium, Disneyland in California. Okay, I'm not against it, but why? Is it the parking? What good is having a big space to get the vaccine if the people with it can't distribute it correctly? And if this thing has to be kept at under uh, 95 degrees below zero or something like that for it to not go bad, then you're going to have all the proper refrigeration outside of medical settings like this? I don't know. I hope it works. And on lockdown, since early December, Ireland said we have a strict six-week lockdown. Look at their coronavirus chart. Oh, my God. They've now got one of the highest COVID-19 rates in the entire world. Skyrocketed. And then on schools reopening, God help you if you live in the D.C. area, live in Montgomery County, Maryland, the largest, most populous, and richest county just outside D.C. on the Maryland side. The Montgomery County Board of Education voted to delay a return to in-person learning from February 1st to March 15th on the condition that health metrics are met or guidance is adjusted as a result of the vaccine distribution. The board will meet on February 23rd to determine if metrics can be met. I would love if there was a market, if there was if there was a, a tab on my bookie that I could bet on this new March 15th opening of Montgomery County Schools, I mean, I'll take every penny in my life savings and put it on the over. They're not opening on March 15th. Get real. But hey, we all got problems, right? Let's end on a positive note. We don't have this guy's problems. Stefan Thomas, a German-born programmer living in San Francisco, has just two guesses left to figure out a password for his Bitcoin that is worth, as of this week, $220 million. The password will let him unlock a small hard drive known as an iron key, which contains the private keys to a digital wallet that holds 7,002 Bitcoin. While the price of Bitcoin has dropped sharply on Monday, it's still up more than 50% from a month ago when it passed its previous all-time high of around 20 grand. The problem is Mr. Thomas years ago lost the paper where he wrote down the password for his iron key, which gives users just 10 guesses before it seizes up and encrypts its contents forever.
He has since tried eight of his most commonly used password formulations, but to no avail. Said Mr. Thomas, I would just lay in bed and think about it. Then I would go to the computer with some new strategy and it wouldn't work. And I would be desperate again. Oh, shit. (laughs) That is the stuff of nightmare fuel. You are, in theory, rich as fuck. But you are just two strikes away from losing it all. And you don't get to blow it all either on fun stuff. Like hookers, coke, and boats. By comparison, this Zabecast, if you want to subscribe, is only $5 a month. And you get a month free if you sign up for the entire year. Join me on Fridays, won't you? I appreciate all the support. Go to zabe.com slash premium to find out more. Sign up as well through the Red Circle app. Hope you have a great Wednesday, everybody. Keep your head up. Screwed on straight. It's going to be all right. The world's full of great people, wonderful people. We'll make sense of all this, and we shall carry on. Hey, the Masters is going to have fans. That's a win. Even if it's only a few patrons, we'll take it. It's a win, one step at a time. Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. All right, the divisions have been decided. Champions are about to be crowned and legends born like Taylor Heineke. But what about you? What's in it for you? I know it's your time to win in the NFL playoffs. You've waited and watched all year. Maybe your team had a good season. Maybe your team had a bad season. How about you have a winning season in January? My bookie, the industry's leading online sports book and casino, and it's not hard to understand why. Thousands of lines to bet on your favorite sports. NFL, NBA, college basketball. Check, check, check. MMA, soccer. Check, check. They've got all the latest odds, period. Take advantage of MyBookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, basket, touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile-friendly website today and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Just use promo code ZABE when you make your first deposit. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. The best part is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. Whether you're at home or on the go, your laptop or on the phone, it's not too late to make your New Year's resolution a resolution to get paid on the games you knew were going to end up the way they did. Bet, win, and get paid at my bookie.